You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairbaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports Now, work at WPTS radio station, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. Folks, we got a really big episode today. Pat Narduzzi wants respect of the voters, but does he deserve it? What does Pitt have to do to get national respect among the pollsters? Braxton Burmeister is going to suit up. From what Justin Fuentes said, what does he bring to the contest and how does that change how Pitt will prep this week for Virginia Tech? And lastly, it could be a little bit slippery in Blacksburg on Saturday. How could that affect how the game plays out? All that and more coming up on Locked on Pitt. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as always, I want to thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. Check us out on all platforms wherever you listen to Locked On Pit. And obviously, the big news or the, the controversial quote, if you will, coming out of Narduzzi's opening presser this week was not about Virginia Tech, specifically anything about that. Rather, it was actually about Pat Narduzzi. Wanting respect from the national pollsters. Okay. If you don't know how Pitt was voted this week, they had one vote, so they were ranked 31st, essentially. Um, he said, I still don't see much respect for a 4-1 and one football team, which is fine. It's something I'll use. Okay. Maybe, and maybe... That is true. You know, you don't see a ton of respect for Pitt. That is four and one, and the computers love them. You know, they're they're the darling of the computers, if you will, right now, right? I mean, the the computer world loves them. ESPN's S and P Plus, FPI. We've talked about that here on the show. How their impressive resume is all pretty much about explosive offense and almost nothing else. Uh, I mean, they have a really do or die defense that is this hit or miss type of thing. And more importantly, when you look at that, it's not, it's it's a predictive measure, but you also look at it and say, well, you could have a 91% chance to win, but you could always have that one time any given Saturday. So it's not completely a predictive measure. But when you, when Pitt's being ranked 34th, I think it's valid. I do. You know, the reason they're not getting respect, I mean, let's let's take a look at who they beat. UMass and New Hampshire obviously are not impressive. Georgia Tech, okay. UNC doesn't look very good anymore. They lost to Florida State. They beat Duke. I don't think anyone really thinks Duke's a very good football team either. So you look at that overall and you're like, eh, that's two win. That's a win, though. That's a win. It's a win against an ACC conference opponent. On the road, it was a dominant win. They did what they were supposed to, but you're not going to be, you know, overly impressed by that win. I don't think that's a, a win that's, you know, a, a statement game, if you will. They're not getting respect among the pollsters because of a few things. 
You know, the, the win over Tennessee, I think, is looking even more impressive week over week, but that's really the only impressive win, I think, that you would look at on the resume. The way in which they beat Georgia Tech was impressive, but I don't think Georgia Tech itself is a great football team. Maybe an average football team, but that doesn't strike me as a great football team. They're an improving football team that's starting to climb up the ranks a little bit, but I think Pitt's decidedly better than they should have won that game. Maybe not by 31, but... They should have won the game. They did what they had to do. Tennessee was a very impressive win. Tennessee looks good. Hendon Hooker looks great for the Volunteers. They did that on the road. It looks like a really good win right now. That looks like a great win for Pitt. And we'll see how overall good Tennessee is. They have a really murderous row, if you will, of ranked opponents coming up here. And I think that's going to really show us how good Tennessee is. But that win continues to look good and good. And that's a resume builder. But the real reason they're not getting respect, they lost to Western Michigan. And and it all comes back to that. And, you know, when we when they lost to Western Michigan, we talked about it here. It was going to be a PR stench that they were going to have a tough time getting rid of. They are. It's just a thing. You can't lose to Western Michigan. They lost to Ball State this week. And Western Michigan has looked impressive. And, yes, Caleb Ellaby is really good. And so is Corey Crooms. And so is Sky Moore. But you are Pitt. You have Kenny Pickett. You cannot lose to Western Michigan. And that's going to be something that everyone comes back to the entire year. You lost to Western Michigan. That's why you aren't getting respect. A lot of teams don't lose to MAC teams like that. It wasn't a blowout, but it was a blunder. It was a misstep. You cannot lose to Western Michigan and expect to be ranked as a 4-1 team, in my opinion. When only one truly impressive win right now in my opinion, in Tennessee. I, I just don't see how Pitt should be ranked right now. I, I don't see the argument. I think they need to prove that again. They need to. They need to beat Virginia Tech. That'll look like a more impressive win. I'll tell you this right now. Pitt beats Virginia Tech, and especially if they beat Virginia Tech and then beat Clemson, then you're going to start to see people come around on them. It's Pitt, too. You just have to understand, Pitt... There's this cynical nature to pit football. Really, a pit athletics, but pit football in particular, there's this stench around them that they're mediocre. They're always going to choke when the moment comes. Everything about them has largely loomed true as well. You have to understand there's that stigma. It's a PR stigma that they're going to have to break the mold up, and they're going to have to prove that. Pat Narduzzi himself is going to have to prove that. His teams have routinely just wobbled around Six to eight wins. That's been his motto. He's been a model of consistency, but he's been a model of relative mediocrity. It's a consistent model, which is what it is. But if you're pit overall, you're not going to get ranked. The respect isn't there because I don't think the respect is warranted yet. There's still a lot of things this team has to prove. Yes, everyone knows they have Kenny Pickett. Everyone knows they have this explosive offense. But one, the defense looks suspect. Two, you lost to a MAC team. Three, you're pit. That's unfortunately the very real reality we're living in here. Pit is pit. And that's something that the pollsters are going to take into account every time Pitt's name comes up in a national discussion like this. They're going to have to prove they're not like other teams in the past. And they can start doing that by beating Virginia Tech and by beating Clemson. And I think that's exactly what Pat Narduzzi needs to do. He said he's going to turn it into a positive. Really, that's what you need to do. Turn this into a positive for your team. Make your team 
come out and want to prove those pollsters wrong. Show you are one of the top 25 teams in the NCAA. I think they are. I do. I truly do believe this that Pitt is one of the top 25 best teams in college football right now. I think they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think the defense can improve down the stretch, but prove it. And beat Virginia Tech. Beat Clums. You know, beat Miami. Beat teams you're supposed to beat. Pitt has a very real chance here to go 9-3, 10-2. They'll be ranked in that case. They'll prove it's an outlier season, and that's what they need to do to get respect to the posters. Right now, I just don't simply think it's warranted, and you have to look at the PR stench around the Pitt football program to showcase why it is not like that. They don't get that respect. They have to earn that respect as it is. All right, so Justin Fuentes said that Braxton Burmeister will play. Let's talk about that, but before we do that, folks, I want to let you know about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They offer all the star players from the Power Five as well as mid major players you might have never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions thrown. So, folks, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code locked on again. That's the promo code locked on. How does it work? You pick two to five players and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. They also allow mixed sport entries. So feel free to do that as well. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. Make sure to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast and folks. Braxton Burmeister, he's good to go for Saturday's game, Justin Fuente says. He was re-examined on Sunday. Everything looks good so far with Braxton Burmeister. It sounds like that that Tech will have their starting quarterback, but that hasn't stopped the betting line from going all the way from negative 1.5 in favor of Virginia Tech to going all the way and swinging the complete opposite way. It's now negative six in favor of Pitt, according to betonline.ag. It's very absurd. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I'll say this. Listen, Burmeister is starting. I don't know what the point was of shifting that from negative 1.5 to negative six. Um, and man, I mean, it's a dramatic shift. That is a seismic shift, if you will. I mean, that is a type of shift that, man, you just don't see. Uh, it's incredible, actually, to be quite honest with you. Pitt, okay, it's, it's now back down to negative four and a half. That's much more reasonable, I think, uh, now that you look at that. But earlier today, it was all the way up at negative six. The betting lines have now moved down a little bit to negative four and a half. That seems... Much more realistic and, quite honestly, to me, much better. Um, I think that's a good line. Burmeister, in particular, kind of shifts that. Because I think this is a guy... I don't think Braxton Burmeister is a 
truly elite type of quarterback. I just don't see that. He's tough. Extremely tough. He's got the the guts of a warrior. Just an unbelievable football player. But Burmeister is also a guy that when you look at him, he's a guy that is much faster than you would think he would be. And that's not just because of his... That's not just because of stereotypes, if you will. Now, he's a guy that is very short stride, but man, he moves quick. Very quick. Very elusive. Can make some things happen. You saw that, obviously, on the big touchdown to put them up 29-21. to Now, they obviously ended up losing that game. I don't think Burmeister is a particularly great thrower of the football. Burmeister is tough. I don't know if he's a great talent. I don't think he puts a lot of velocity on the football. A lot of those things can just kind of float up there. I don't think he's going to be pit deep too often. He doesn't have great deep touch. He doesn't have great deep accuracy. He's not a guy that's burning you with his arm. That's not really what Braxton Burmeister is. And I think that's essentially the big thing. You know, for me, I think this is a guy that is really going to be a good test for this pit team. Because he's another one of those Jeff Sims types. Yeah, I don't think he's as he has the arm talent that a Jeff Sims has. I think he has wheels similar to Jeff Smith Sims. I do think that Burmeister, though, is limited in that throwing capacity. He doesn't throw with a ton of anticipation. He'll eat you up underneath. But again, that's really not the game that Pitt gives up. The RPOs are going to be something. I'm certain they're going to try and run that RPO. Also, maybe mix in Burmeister's legs with that. So maybe some read option, some zone read, some veer, and mix that in with some RPO on top of that. Make it a, a three-way thing. I do think that that is something that we could see. But I don't think Burmeister is better than, for example, a Hendon Hooker type. I think Hendon Hooker was a really tough test for Pitt. I don't think Burmeister's reaching that. I don't think he's as good as Hooker was when he was at Virginia Tech. And, you know, Pitt has faced guys like Burmeister before. For example, Quincy Patterson was another one of those guys at Virginia Tech. I don't think Burmeister reaches that level of those guys. He's a guy that really is just limited in a lot of ways. He makes some bad decisions. He doesn't throw the football efficiently down the football field. He's the type of quarterback, if you will, that Pitt tries to eat on. I think he's going to be the type of quarterback that, quite honestly, Pitt is really looking to eat on. I just think as long as they keep him in the pocket, don't let him do too much with his legs because his legs are dangerous. As I said, he can move as well as anyone I've seen in the conference. But when he's a guy that you force to throw the football a ton, and forced to use his arm to push the ball down the field, I think that is when you see his weaknesses. It showed up against 
Notre Dame. It has shown up in other games that they've had. A lot of these drives have stalled because Burmeister just doesn't have the juice in his arm. He doesn't have the juice really at all throwing the football. He has the juice on the ground. He's a tough football player. He'll stand in there and take shots. But he's not a particularly overly great quarterback. That doesn't mean that Pitt can't give up stuff to him. Trust me on that. That does not mean that Pitt can walk into this game and lullaby through. Burmeister can beat you. He can beat you. But I don't think he's a guy that strikes the same fear as a hooker in Ellaby or a sit. You know, similar to Sims, I think. You know, I think Sims is a more talented thrower of the football. I think Burmeister is better mentally than Sims is right now, for example. But I think he doesn't inspire the same fear that a Hendon Hooker does, or, for example, a Caleb Ellaby does. I don't see that. I think Burmeister should be a guy that Pitt can rattle a little bit with the pressure, and that doesn't mean, you know, he's not going to stand in there and take shots, but they can get hits on him, they can get after him. As long as they keep their rush lane integrity, I think most things will go well for this Pitt football team. All right, folks, the weather, though, will it cooperate with what Pitt wants to do offensively and how they might need to beat the Hokies on Saturday? But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar, nine delicious flavors, all healthy as well, folks. The Built Bar flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, all good. There's a little bit for everyone, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And as I said before, they're healthy to 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. There's nine amazing flavors. They're all tasty, and they're all healthy. So folks, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15. Again, that's the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. How about this weather in Blacksburg? Folks, there's a 50% chance of rain for Saturday. That's right, 50% chance of rain for Saturday, 63 degrees. It has a chance to be a cold one and one that might not be all that great. Now, granted, some of those right now, it says AM showers. However, however, folks, it looks like it's going to be a cold one, only 63 degrees at its high. That might be a game time. A lot of wind, and this can get as low as 42 degrees. So this is, this could be a pretty windy day at the very least, and potentially... We'll see if this sticks a rainy one. And I do want to talk about what if it is a rainy game. Because we haven't seen Pitt play in a rainy game yet. That's something we have not seen. And that's something that's interesting. Especially when you take in the argument that Kenny Pickett's hand size is somewhat of an issue. Right? He only has about 8-inch hands. And that's different. Because he's wearing two gloves. You know, what happens if the gloves get slick and maybe he can't sling it as well as he would usually do so. What if the passing game combined that with, obviously, the very talented secondary that Georgia Tech brings to the table 
And, well, you could have, again, it doesn't mean it's necessarily 100% going to happen, but you could have a recipe for something to go differently. It might not be the deep passing game. It might not be this explosive passing offense because the rain could be coming down. And that's the thing. I'm very interested to see how that would work out. I think for Pitt, though, looking at it overall, this Virginia Tech rush defense is exploitable anyways. It's something that I expect, actually. Pitt might want to attack the ground a little bit. That doesn't mean they're taking it out of Kenny Pickett's hands. But, listen, they have been exposed a bit on the ground. Watch what Notre Dame did last week. Notre Dame doesn't even have a particularly great offensive line this year, which feels weird to say, but it's true. Virginia Tech has been exposed to front, and they're mixing Dax Holyfield as well for the first half? Yeah. You think I'm not going to call out that? It's a little bit suspect. 146.2 yards per game. It's not up to standards that they would usually have. Passing yards allowed, though? Yeah, they're third in the ACC. A little bit touch under 200 yards allowed through the air. They're a much better passing defense than they are a rush defense. And that's the big thing. So, Pitt, could they have opportunity for, say, Izzy Bani Kanda? For those like Vincent Davis. And we already heard that Rodney Hammond as well would as well get more snaps and play. It looks like that red shirt's going to be burned for Rodney Hammond. So we know that might be coming as well. So could Pitt grind it out on the ground? I think they could. This is a ground game that's starting to grow. It's starting to show more and more progress. The passing game has been great already. The pass protection has been great. If this is a rainy game, I think Pitt has opportunity here to run the football better than people think. I don't think that this rush defense of Virginia Tech is anything too stout. I think that they could get some big plays, pop a few plays here, let Pickett do his efficient stuff through the intermediate to middle part of the field, let them run with anticipation, make good decisions. I think this is all very possible. Maybe you don't go with the explosive passing game, but I also think that they can draw out longer yards. And that's the big type of thing for Pitt. I think that in these conditions, they'll have enough efficiency to run the football. And I think if the weather is potentially rainy and bad and not up to the ideal conditions that you would want for a Pitt offense, hey, Pitt looks good in that matchup. Because you also have to look at their rush offense, Virginia Tech's that is, 13th in the conference. You know, it's nothing crazy. A lot of their points come off of turnovers, so as long as Pitt takes care of the football, and you hope they would, if they do that, I think they have a good chance in this game, even in rainy conditions. Alright folks, thanks for making Lockdown Pit your first listen every day. Tomorrow folks, we're going to go even deeper into this Virginia Tech matchup. More importantly, what I think Pitt needs to do to exploit the secondary of Virginia Tech, even though they are highly effective out there. But now, make sure to make your second listen locked on ACC. Get all your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms. 
All right, folks, thanks for listening, and as usual, hail to pit.